This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of Friday. Uh, I was about to say February. It I, is August 5th, right? Woo! Oh yes. my gosh. I'm here with the uh, editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero, who is back from vacation. Welcome back. Yes. Well, I, and, I brought something with me. Yeah. And he, he brought Norman Chan crap. with him. <laughs> Yeah, I was also on vacation tested. too, kind of. No, not really. No, he wasn't on vacation. You brought a beard back with I you. I brought I know a beard back. Podcast listeners can't see that right now, but yeah, here if I peppery, scrape it against the mic. Beard going on. Yeah, you, you know, keep it. Is this I, a permanent I thing? I don't think it's. Will Smith no? told me. Will Smith and Gary would have pulled pulled one over on me yesterday on the podcast. So we we're talking about getting gray hairs, and they convinced me that if you pull out a gray hair, two more will take its place. I thought it was three. Three more will take its place. I did not know that this was an old wives' tale, meaning that it was not true, and I believed it. Why? Okay, why would you think that? Why would women wax then if they were only going to get hairier? Well, only gray hairs. So it only works with gray hairs? Mm -hmm. This was was the story. I'm not going to say anything. Let's talk about comics. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to keep the beard. I don't know. I've had beards in the past. Yeah, but who cares? Um, let's talk about Ultimate Fallout Spider-Man No More Issue 4. So I think this is what a lot of people are talking about. Especially Glenn Beck on Fox News. Yeah. Um, so, th- okay. Let's get this out of the way. I believe it was Tuesday. It was in USA Today. It was spoiled. It was out yep. there again. Mm-hmm. Compl- whole day before. Is anyone really surprised? Tuesday night. Late Tuesday night. No, 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 no. Tuesday was, evening or something. Last one Monday. It was it was Tuesday. It was at least it was not Wednesday. Okay. So, at, yeah, so Monday anything, evening then. Late Monday. Yeah, late Monday. Whatever Eastern Monday Europe time. Email. I was like, what? USA Today did it again. Yep. But I don't think we should be surprised at this point because the thing is I'm not I'm not surprised. No, because I mean it's it's exposure. So people yeah. are gonna see this. You know, people that read newspapers don't necessarily read comics or comic sites like ours. And it it might get people to the store to buy them. Great. And there are two problems with this, um, and I'm not complaining about like you know from a comic site reporting perspective because obviously it sucks. And the USA Today has like a wider reach, mm-hmm. so it makes that sense. makes sense. So it makes sense. One, they use it to feedback into their own advertising campaign because they released it early, and then they sent out like a press release saying, "Oh, look at all this like buzz." Yep. But they generated the buzz themselves, mm-hmm. so it's not like real buzz. It's just like hype that they fed back, and mm-hmm. are now trying to like promote again mm-hmm. that's annoying and two it's spoiled a part of a story that for this book this issue if you buy it, like it was polybag it's three stories in one and that story was like four pages yeah that was it and it i would have been if, if it if it was like a, a spoiler reveal for something that was like a small part maybe an important part of a bigger like full 22 page story then it'd be okay but people buying this issue are not going to get it it's like, maybe would it have been better if they did this in the new Ultimate Spider-Man number one rather than Ultimate Fallout number four? No, I did some mystery. The Ultimate Fallout miniseries um, has been weird because it's it's called it, – you pick it up thinking it's a Spider-Man book. That's what I thought. But then right? we're, we're, but like, it's not. right away, issue no. two, it's delving into other areas, yeah. which, which is great because it's, it's picking up pieces, different random you know, element stories in the Ultimate Universe – but I was under the impression the whole thing was just going to be about Spider-Man. And there's connections that goes back to it. The stuff with know. Aunt May and Captain America I thought was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. The first issue, I loved it. But then when it started spinning off into like even like the Kitty Pride stuff, the mutants, now it's just like bits and pieces everywhere. The third part of this, because this Ultimate Fallout 4 um, 
there are three stories. Uh, first one is Spider Man. Second one is uh, Reed Richards. Oil. Reed Rich. I guess you could say Reed Richards. It's the first page. And then, and then the Valerie, last one, Valerie, Val Cooper. Valerie, yeah, Cooper. Valerie Cooper. That last one was so boring. Uh, that goes back to Ultimate Origin, I believe. That well, there was Ultimate. Yeah, the Ultimate Origins, the big and, secret. From yeah, about, and Wolverine's yeah. connection to everything. And, and I'm curious to see where that goes. And the Ultimate Enemy mix. was the Reed Richards thing. Um, I did not like that. I know, like, Hickman and the team, uh, Hickman and uh, Loka did that, mm-hmm. but it just didn't look like Reed. Yeah, I, yeah, it did not look like him. Yeah. But um, as far as new Spider-Man. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm, I'm going to write something about it. I'll I love diversity, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, you can appreciate diversity without Having it shoved in your yeah. face? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I think he's, he's half black, half Hispanic. I think I, I think it's Should, a, I think it's a really cool move on Marvel's part, though, to say, "Hey, we're going to take one of our central characters in a universe that's very popular." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not their Marvel, the regular Marvel universe, but the Ultimate Universe is huge, mm-hmm. right? People love it, so we're going to take him and we're going to put a um, quote unquote minority in that role, in that huge role. Spider Man's got big shoes to fill. Why not be a half black, half Hispanic kid? Sure. It, yeah. It, and that's, I, making that, a big deal out of it is probably the wrong thing to do. Um, totally agree with you. But I think it's also cool that Marvel's making a statement. Okay, we mm-hmm. know that our readers are at least I. I. This is me being idealistic. Um, I'd like to think that Marvel went into this thinking we have a huge reader base that is Hispanic and uh, black. You know, mm-hmm. African American, whatever. We should totally represent them by totally. bringing one of our yeah. major characters yep. and making him. And, and without saying that erases the Peter Parker history. Totally. And I think the bigger story, the cooler thing is that they they chose someone who's completely out of nowhere. And it's not like tied to Peter Parker, a clone or, mm-hmm. you know, or someone we've seen before. And you, That would have been really safe. Yeah. And now we get to live out these new stories. I've got food in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. Yeah. And the solicits, they've said like. They're not getting rid of the Peter Parker story. Um, there's going to be a lot. I mean, Aunt May is going to help this kid. They're going to and Gwen Stacy. They're going to teach the kid uh, what it means to be Spider Man, and he's going to earn that. Um, do you guys think Peter Parker's going to come back eventually in the uh, Ultimate Universe? I think I'm. I'm, I'm going to keep quiet on all this. Um, I, I started writing an article. I'll, I'll, I'll probably. Post it Monday with my thoughts because I, I think you guys know I'm I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. When I first started reading, I delved into Spider-Man, got like just about all the back issues and Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, all that stuff like that. So I'll 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 save my 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 thoughts for that. But what I do want to say about diversity, I, I think it's great that you know we have that. But for me, you know, I, you know, I'm Hispanic. I never read comics and and felt like oh I wish I had. You know, a Hispanic character to relate to that just wasn't for me. I know other people want that. Mm-hmm. It just was never a concern for me. I mean, I love Spider Man and Batman. I mean, those were uh, you know those were like my my top two when I started reading. I could care less that there are two white dudes. I I like the fact like, but it when is I cool. read comics, I I like to read comics that feature a lot of girls because I am a girl and I feel like I can relate better to female characters and I want to see them in a, a strong position mm-hmm. and. But I also like like one reason I really like Cassandra Kane is because she's minority and she's she took on the mantle of Batgirl. 
So not only was she this really strong female character, but she was also a minority, and she's one of the few um, Asian comic book characters, period. Like, I don't think there are very many. Yeah, if they are, they all do kung fu. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so she was different, and I thought that was cool. And I think that that's, that's what's interesting, you know, taking a risk and doing something different makes for interesting storytelling. Yeah. If the story is good, I guess that's all that matters is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Exactly. Yeah. So, so did you think that the story was good? Did you guys well, like in, it? in here? Yeah. There's not much of a story. I mean, that that's the other thing. I I don't feel like I I can really comment fully mm-hmm. because we it's it's not even a full issue. It's it's just a few pages and uh I I what I will say is I I trust Bendis. You know, he's it's been what 150 some issues that he did Ultimate Spider-Man. I think he has a plan. He knows what he's doing whether it was his complete idea to do the diversity stuff or whether editorial or someone higher up says we need to do this. Whatever. Or some actor who wants to play Spider-Man. So I'm, 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 I'm going to see where it goes. Yeah. Happiest person, Donald Glover. No. Now he has a chance. No, he's the saddest person because he's still not Spider-Man. Wow. Now he has, now he's like, look, it's legitimized. Yeah. Well, we, I guess sort of. I got some yeah, tiny of. information on the future of the Spider-Man movie franchise, which... We'll Do you like him? I'm not like a huge fan of his. I don't even know who he is. He's on the community, and I, I, know, I can't I don't, sit through I don't, that show. Don't watch I, just, that show. I think it's not very good. I watched half the episode on airplane once, and I was like, uh, I'm going to either sleep or read. Yeah. But anyway. Batman Gates of Gotham, number four of five. Didn't love it. Um, so you know, I, I was surprised, you know, um, Dustin's art. I wasn't expecting that, because, you know, he's he's done the variant covers, and... Oh, you weren't expecting Dustin's art in the yeah, issue. Yeah, because when I first started yeah. reading this, I was like, wow, that looks like Dustin's art. And then, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't look at the cover and I just, you know, then I saw the credits I at, did the, at, same at thing. the end. I, I actually, I asked him in San Diego, I was like, you know, how do you feel about doing the variant covers? Because the thing with, you know, when you do the variant covers, not everyone is able to see it. So it's like, and and I love these regular covers, you know, what they all have this this kind of theme. But then, you know, Dustin's covers are really cool, too, and not everyone's seeing it, but he, he says he likes it, it's cool, and, but I, I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, he's getting paid well enough for that, but I would, if, if I was being a cover artist, I'd want, I, I don't know if I'd want to do the variant, although that's when everyone's going after, but. Are you saying you'd have an ego? No, I mean, well, if, if you're an artist, you want your art to be out there. It's like, would you rather do the main cover that 95% of the people are going to see or, and, and own, or would you rather do the variant that. Only those collectors that either really like your art or that want to have, you know, complete variant collections, all that. It's like, you know, not everyone's going to be able to see There's a value to it. that, though. Yeah. You know, knowing that somebody went out and sought your art specifically because but you did it. Are, is it because you did it or because it's a variant? And it, it could I be mean, worth more in the future. I don't know. I think if, if, if I was doing art, I'd want everyone to see it. Although I take that back because when I do art, I don't want everyone to see my art. <laughs> so you should show me some of your art I, and your sketches. I should, yeah, I, I posted some. But, yeah. I think, uh, I think anybody that, that goes into buying comics thinking that I'm going to buy the variant because it's going to be worth more in the future, they didn't pay attention to the 90s. Yeah. But, I mean, it will be worth more than a regular, but not. I think you, not. You, I think you by, like, the, a dollar? You pick the cover that you like, how it looks in your collection. Mm-hmm. Right now, the, I mean, variant covers are, autom- like, an automatic $14, four, or, I mean, 15 to $20 cover price. Like, Variant cover for number four right now, it, was pr- it probably it would cost you fifteen bucks, really, at least at oh comic stores. That's what um, comic stores usually do. I mean, they don't go out. You know, they 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 go straight on the wall behind a cashier. You know that that's where they're. And part of it, it it's not that necessarily um, comic stores are trying to market up, but mm-hmm. they have to order whether it's ten copies or twenty five yeah. copies. So they need to make it worth it for themselves. Sure. So that's it's the stock, you know, it's yeah. a supply and demand. It costs 
Yeah. They need to buy more regular no, issues. It, it's good. I, I think from a collector standpoint, like you're reading one for the content, and if it turns out the series is great, like Gates of Gotham, really great series, something you want to collect, and you want to collect it more than just in the hardcover soft cover, it'd be really nice to have all the variant covers. Yeah, and it, it's it's like that that for those collectors that want that hidden extra that little treasure they can seek them out they just have to pay more as far as this issue goes so we're getting more in the history of, of gotham city um thoughts sarah yes sir miss lima i'm raising my hand you can't see it yes. but i am um there was a lot of uh, um dialogue that was exchanged in the issue before this and none of that was addressed here so i was a little disappointed and I wonder if Scott's going to have enough time with issue five, which would be the last issue, well, right? Um, Scott is just doing the story. Oh, it, right. It's, it's more Kyle, Kyle right. and... Is it issue five? Is it... This is issue four of five. So okay, so it is out more. of five issues. So I wonder if a lot of that is going to be resolved or if it's going to be left unresolved. Um, and then I wonder, because if it is left unresolved and everything changes in September, it's like, then I'll feel like... Mm, that makes me feel upset. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, the only thing... <sighs> like, that's my only complaint. It's good. I really liked it. Of all of the books, of all the Gates of Gotham, this was the weakest one. But it was also this sort of transition preparing you for the finale, like know, the final battle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I only hope that... I know that final battle is coming in issue five, but I really hope that a lot of the points that were sort of brought up and like things that were hinted at are addressed so that we're not left with any ends that are not and the only other thing um what i wonder is think about when when the idea for this series was first brought up Mm -hmm. and when was the official decision to do september to restart everything Well, well i guess like they've been working on justice league number one for like over a year. Yeah, I mean, and mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's talk, but it's like when did you know individual creators know? I mean, editorial may have said, oh, yeah, we're gonna do this or that, but when did everyone else? So I I'm curious, and you know, I'd, I guess, I'd say like six months, six months ago, beginning of the year. Definitely, um, wonder or not wonder C two E two. So that was March. March. So cr- people knew in March. People whether people they didn't knew before. Know, people didn't know what they were working on in March. But yeah, they some, were working some, well, on something. Some people knew. Some people found out. A couple of days before. Right. Right. And then um, other people – but I don't I don't necessarily think that everyone realized that it was revamping the entire universe until – I mean it sounds like the more – It's really close out. to the announcement. The more yeah. information we, we find out when we see the solicit, it's – because, you know, they're like, no, it's it's not a reboot. And they're still saying that. But obviously things are, are changing and whether it's tied into Flashpoint or not. It sucks that Flashpoint kind of suffers for it. Yeah. But – so I, I'm, I'm curious – how this would have been different if we didn't have all that. And if you think about when the series was being written and all the other stuff that was going on, I think that had an effect. You said it suffers it. It, it sucks. It's yeah. uh, from a promotion standpoint, like for me, awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even um, though there's so many tie-ins and, but the reason that this, this is happening, the reason flashpoint is happening is for this revamp. This? Yeah, yeah, no. And, and a lot of people don't get that. They think, Oh, it's a flash story. It's like a, and, you know, they, there's a lot of buildup to Flashpoint, like, mm-hmm. in Flash, mm-hmm. right? But it just wasn't promoted. I mean, like, it was barely at WonderCon. Yeah. And, and when you look at, like, the, the end issues of all the Flashpoints, and you see Andy Kubert's sketches, 
and they're all dated, you know, last summer. So yeah. he's been, you know, he knew stuff. I don't know how much he knew about it, but I mean, it's, it's been worked on for a while. I'm just, I just wonder how, like, what's going to stick, what's going to carry over, and what's what's not. Because, like, obviously, there's going to be some, you know, we know Damien still exists. You know, Damien and Bruce are going to be together. But what about Dick's time as Batman? You know, there's been reference in the solicit for the first Nightwing that, you know, he's just giving up, you know, or whatever, being being Batman. But so it's like, how much is really going to carry over? Because then when you look at Superman, Lois Lane, obviously that's not going to happen unless that's all going to happen. That's not going to be if, an action. If that, time. if like the whole Nightwing thing is not explained, I will be very disappointed because they spent so much time with battle for the cowl yep. explaining Dick's transition into the role of Batman. So just going into it and saying, Hey, I'm just going to give this up. No big deal. Here you go, dad. You can have it back. I'd be just so upset. And I don't, I think that's sort of out of character for him. Yeah. I mean, I, and I know a lot of people didn't like Battle for the Cowl because they they felt it was three issues where we knew what was going to happen. You know, we, but it was sort of a necessary thing to it, have. Totally. I mean, the whole thing is he didn't want to do it, and and Bruce even told him not to do it. You it know, was a different writer. But, but yeah, and you know, it had to be done. I mean, I I, I like Battle for Cowl. I think one I'm one of. Ooh, I, I like sorry. Which one? Which one was more? Uh, both were necessary, but which one was po- more poorly executed? Battle of the Cowl or Road Home? Oh, Road Home was. That, that was just all over the road place. home. I think. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, road it, home was poor, poor timing, whatever. I mean, issues coming out before. I mean, it, the first issue came out before Bruce was even back, so that was just a mess. Mm-hmm. So that that affected that. But for battle, battle for the cowl, what I liked is you know, it showed that you know Dick didn't want to be Batman, but he felt you know someone had to, and he he couldn't be Jason Todd, and you know I I felt like I've said this already. You know, Tim Drake wasn't ready. That's what it was about. So even though especially with Scott Snyder, he's shown Dick evolve into becoming Batman. I mean, if you look at, like, the first or early Dick Batman stories, it's a completely different Batman. Oh, yeah. Dick Remember the is, whole two-facing? Why is he smiling? On, yeah. On, and, 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 and find the bunker. My, my realize, excuse yeah. for that is he, even though Dick didn't want to do it, when he probably, he's like, I'm freaking Batman. So, you know, of course he's having a, a good time with it. You know, he should have been a little more careful because they filmed it, and you might hear some more about that. And so... I mean, it makes sense, but if you think about who Dick is, I mean, do you do you think Dick should stay Batman? I, I would love no. to see. No, I mean, because he he's not. And Batman. I think I think he knows. And I, I think that's. And he's being written in a way that he knows that he can't be Batman because he's not good enough Batman. Yeah, like he can't fill the shoes. And if you if you're reading, um, Gates you mean like of the Gotham myth of Batman. No, like the Gates of Gotham, he even says it himself. He's like. Tim would you know, be a better. Tim would be a better oh, Batman. Yeah. I am not good enough. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. He knows that he can't fit the looming dark like persona. Bruce is Bruce is not Batman. Batman is also Bruce Wayne. Sometimes that's that's the thing. Like Batman, but is all, this... all of them are born out of tragedy. But I think and... it's different with but Dick was a performer. I mean, he's he's not one to hide in a shadow. I mean, he yeah. wore you know yellow and green and red. He's a much more upbeat character, and I think that he, I think he's at the point where he realizes that he's not. He's not Batman. He's Nightwing. He, yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's got no his longer his own Robin. identity. That's who you know? he is. And I hope it's you know addressed. Yeah. So no, I don't think that. Yeah, but so, Norm, you disagree with me. Mm, I I think there's room for two Batman. I really like the idea of having two Batman. I mean, it is an okay. evolution. It's like a, you know, he's graduating. He's moving to the next level. But again, that's not who he is. 
No, you're right. I mean, there, I mean there, there's argument yeah. can go either way. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Wayne is Batman and will always be Batman. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed they never addressed. Remember back when um, Nightfall and Bruce chose Jean Paul Valley, and then there was a whole conversation of it always should have been dead. prodigal son. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I thought you'd want to be your own person. Yeah, and like, I mean that's basically what it was when Dick had the mullet. <laughs> but and and. That's you know, Battle for the Cowl. Bruce's message to Dick was, "I don't want you to be Batman," because maybe it's like where he would have to go, and he maybe he saw that that's not who Dick was. You know, he's not this dark person, mm-hmm. and he didn't want him he to go down that road over it and yeah. lose all those connections. Yeah, so, so it all works out. So, yeah. so yay for September U fifty two. Bruce um, loves isolating himself. Yeah, but no, but he, at least he he realized that he he needs help. That that was the whole point of. The road home, or right before, when when he was fighting through time, that he realized he has a family no, that he can he, rely he, on. No, that no, was no. the main thing. Yeah, I, I know that was the main thing, but that's yeah. I don't think that. Was, I, I, do, do you remember when the whole like Bruce Wayne fugitive thing, and he kind of pushed them all away because mm-hmm. he had to solve the murder himself, mm-hmm. right? Even though they were kind of solving without him, like that's that's Batman. Yeah, and that's also what I I love about Gates of Gotham is that Bruce Wayne is not in this. You know, we got this huge thing. It's affecting Gotham City, and you know, we're finding out all the secret history of Gotham. I love that it's it's Dick, it's Tim, it's Cassie, even Damien, you know, everyone that they're doing it. I don't know why Barbara's not involved, but maybe she's just busy. But I, that's what that's she's busy getting her legs back, <laughs> well, or sometimes. busy with sibling problems. Yeah. Uh, Flashpoint Batman Night of Vengeance number three. Woo wee! You guys read this? I have not mm-hmm. read this. Norm has not read. I have not read uh, the, the Flashpoint Batman series, even though I did get the coin. The, 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 the Sarah, don't don't flip through that. If did you read? If you don't don't flip through it. Uh, oh yeah, he was just about to go in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 what I like about this issue. What I will say is because in, in in Flashpoint, which we'll talk about in, in just a little bit, um, you know. The, Batman Thomas Wayne, he knows that the world is messed up. It's that's not right, you know, because he he talked to Barry Allen, so he knows that mm-hmm. there is another reality where Bruce Wayne lived and blah blah blah. Yep. Throughout the the Flashpoint Batman miniseries, you're not really sure where it takes place because there ha- hasn't really been reference to you know Barry Allen. You know, he, Barry Allen's not in it, but I like here that that there's like there's mention of it and just the way it all goes together. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. just just really nice. I I I love. My favorite, um, I think I would say that's my favorite Flashpoint miniseries. What? Actually, I like the Superman one. Mm. I did like that. Wait, Project S? Yeah. It, it dealt with that other dude. No, but the, the last issue. I didn't read the last issue because oh. I left right away. Last issue was all, all about. I didn't really like the first issue. Well, the first issue was kind of it was, it was like the weird flashback. like, and You were kind of weird. That, but it had General Lane. and I, I like the last issue. I got to read that. I got to find it. Um, Moon Knight number four, crazy Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight's so good. It's like just more and more Bendis believe. <laughs> okay, I love Moon Knight. I, I've said that before. I don't know how I feel about crazy Moon Knight because he's <sighs> just so crazy here. It's he's fun, so eccentric. It's but it's just such a it's it's New Avengers, but like spotlighting a crazy character. It's just <laughs> just weird because in Secret Avengers, you know, it's like all of a sudden, is this really Moon Knight? Because all of a sudden, he's just completely whacked out of his head, seeing. It is yeah. a different Moonlight than Secret Adventures. In Secret so, Adventures, and, he's way more focused when he was like undercover and stuff. So it's like, how wh- how did he go from there to here? L.A. L.A. makes you crazy. Yeah, I guess. But uh, it's because he's also separated from other superheroes. But page three. 
Okay. See, that's just typical Bendis. It's as if it's like a new Avengers conversation. It's funny. Like, it's it's all about like, oh, how would superheroes talk in the real world? Almost but, like just, living just, in the real world, the TV show. Just what what how he makes Spider Man talk. I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's fun, and and I really like where this is going. I don't want this to be um, where Moon Knight goes permanently. I don't want him this crazy because I don't know if he should be that crazy. It's like the Avengers on Jersey Shore. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's – it's I like the idea when he, he's about to go in a fight and then, you know, he takes on like one of the different heroes and that's like his fighting style. I mean – Love that. It's, it's almost like Taskmaster. Love task master, Yeah, but not qu- not quite like that, that. Was such a surprise. And yeah, it's 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 an interesting it's twist. Internal dialogue. And as, as far as Echo, I was never the biggest Echo oh, fan. I love Echo. He's all right, but Ben I, just I, loves I, Echo. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny though. He makes a reference like, "Where's Echo been all this time?" And there's a little joke at her expense about that. And so I, I'm glad that she's here. And I think uh, even. The, I love Echo, but I don't like what they're doing with her. I thought the Ronin thing was cool, but like taking her out of Daredevil, she should be in Daredevil. Yeah. Right now? <clears throat> well, not right now, but she should be eventually in Daredevil's universe. Mm-hmm. That's what reason that. Daredevil's been rebooted. I know. Who's this Daredevil guy now? I know. He's it's a totally new person. Um, X23. You guys read that? I no. did. It's pretty cool. Did you read it? I did read this. And did you love it? I did. I did. Okay. I loved it. Okay. I. I mean, you know how I feel about Marjorie. I mean, I. I I've loved Marjorie. Lou. You know, I've. I've loved every single you issue. You love her. I didn't get to see her at San Diego. Yeah, I did a couple oh, times. I'm sad. She was very nice. Yeah. There. She's. She's great. And uh, there, there's a couple reasons why I like. So I, the writing was great. Yep. Um. Then the art is so pretty. The art when I get here, I'm like, holy crap! It's Phil Noto. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you right away just. I don't. I mean, it's it's almost like he he draws like a simple, but it's like elegant. And Norm kind of re- re- referenced it as it's kind of like a blank stare, like looking off. But yeah. there's just something about it, and with the colors and everything, and you know, we we got that relationship between Laura and Gambit. Gambit. It's like, so cute, and the way that that Marjorie's building it up is is really cute. Like she, it's almost like she's taking care of him. Like Gambit's supposed mm-hmm. to be taking care of Laura, but in like she's actually taking and, and, care of him. And Marjorie, taking care of him too. Yeah, Marjorie is totally evolving Gambit because you know Gambit. I, you know, everyone thinks Gambit's cool. Most people, I, I always thought he was cool. I liked mm-hmm. him, but he's always kind of douchey, you know. And no, yeah, he's a li- super, little, he's little a slimy douchebag, you know. like ladies' man. Yeah, he's supposed like, to be his just, robe he, and he's flirting. Like the only thing he wants is to get laid. That is it. Yeah, but here I, I like that he's he's evolving. He's, he's taking yeah. trying to take a, a fatherly role. He's he's he looking out for someone else and not thinking of only of himself. Yeah. and we're more used to seeing him only take care of himself. And I I think it was like issue three or four when he first like popped in and mm-hmm. it was like whoa it's like Gambit next so three that's a weird pairing and it's it's great. Well, it's really funny because I was talking to Marjorie. This is off the record, but you're recording it. But we're recording it, and I said. Yeah, I always thought that the the Wolverine Laura relationship and Wolverine and all those like young girls was always a little strange. And she was like, gave me a nod. But nobody heard that. But nobody heard that. There's way more to this story, but I won't say what it is. I, I'll tell you later. It's really okay. funny. I do like um, that they brought in Cecilia Reyes. Yeah. And what I totally forgot about, I I love that they that there's a, a reference to NYX that um, Marjorie wrote the sequel mm-hmm. to that and. That's that's like when I first started talking to her. It was like a couple years ago. And also, 
and little, Cecilia was there. A little picture of her and yeah. Beast. Yeah, it used to be an item. So it's like mm-hmm. I like that. She there's there's these references to you know past things that you don't really think about because you know where's Cecilia Ray's been? You know, she's in comic book limbo, but here she's back. And she was in Utopia. For yeah, a little and, bit. and and they mentioned here that she left mm-hmm. for there's a certain reason and blah blah blah. Yeah. So, but what's what's really cool is that you know, so X twenty three takes Gambit to Cecilia, but then she's got to leave. She's got to figure out who this Alex Semino kid is. Yeah. And then she runs into the Fantastic Four. Well, actually, first she runs into she Spider-Man. Runs into Spider-Man. <laughs> I like the conversation between them. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. You know, Spider-Man's on the cover in his FF costume. Mm-hmm. And it's totally random. At first, I'm like, that's just weird. But then what I like, cause that's what the Marvel Universe is about. You know, you got all these heroes around New York City. So it makes sense that They'd they're going to run, run into, into each, each other. other. So where it could be seen as like, oh, they're just doing like a cheap guest appearance to try to boost sales or something like that. But I, I like... It makes sense. And, you know, because Spider-Man does have a relationship with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know, not that kind of relationship. But, you know, they hang out. They hate uh-huh. each other. But they respect each other. And so I really like that. And I love Phil Noto's art. Yeah, it was a really good issue. And then we got Superman, 714. <laughs> wow. You really liked this one, huh? Um, so this is – well, one thing that kind of blew me away. So there's this woman who's been, like, following Superman – and there's you know all this stuff like what's her her, her deal? How why is she manipulating Spider Man and blah blah blah? Where'd she come from? So we, we find out about that. And then there's something else that I will say that that kind of ties back to an earlier issue from this arc. And I was like, holy crap! I didn't even realize that. And it, it eh. but then you got the end, and mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. Actually, I will say the last page was freaking cheesy as oh, yeah. So it's over. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> I think a lot of the comics that are coming out now are good from DC. But I think some of them are just like, let's just get this over with. That's the thing. I, so I'm, that we can get to September and then re- relaunch everything. There, I mean, there is some interaction between Superman and Lois, which is one thing I think we talked about. It's like they're never together. They're supposed to be married. He, you know, he's. Spends all his time in New Krypton, and you know, as soon as he gets back, they they have like two panels together, and then so there's some references. I was like, wait, it's like, are they going to allude to anything? And I'm not going to confirm or deny whether they there's any hints towards what's going to happen in September. Give me that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Boy, Tony, you should be a salesman. <laughs> you must read Superman 714 to find out if I'm. Blowing you don't smoke. even have to say that. You're just like I won't say, but well, I, you know, I, I don't maybe, like I don't like spoiling things. Maybe it talks about them getting a divorce or something. Well, that's the other thing because that's where you know I I know again we're talking about Flash or September. I know that all the creators involved have known for a while, or you know, so they say that you know they knew this was coming. But I feel like the way some of the stories are going, it's like they're they're being forced to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we need to, you know, make everything tidy. We need to finish these arcs because September everything's you know starting over. You can't have any dangling stories because there's going to be no room to finish it. So I just some of them feel a little forced, but some of them it's like that's kind of interesting. You can kind of see hints of where things could possibly carry over still. So it's it's it's, it's interesting, and I'm I'm not talking about Superman right now, but we will talk about Flashpoint number four. There is no justice between enemies. Norm, you got something to say? <laughs> I thought the last issue was great. 
and this I issue, thought one, two, and three were great. Yeah, and this issue is a little messy. Um, yeah. A lot of characters that... Ugh. I guess it's all from the tie-ins. That was yeah. terrible. <laughs> We're talking about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like the ending of this issue, but I, I thought it was too much of the same stuff that had been in previous issues in, in terms of Flash and Batman. Um, so we got one more issue. So two issues are coming out this month. The last issue will come out on August 31st, which is going to lead into, I'm assuming is going to lead into the new 52 universe, whatever you want to call it. Did it feel like filler to you, Norm? Yeah. It's almost like the, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like, and it's like only five issues, so why waste the entire issue with this? Yeah, so it's like, was this really necessary? I mean, there's things that have to because be done. Because it has to come out the same day as Justice League number one. But the way they have it, they have two issues coming out in the same month. They could have spaced it out. I mean, it, this could have easily been four issues. I mean, there there are some some impor- there are some plot lines that you know push the story forward. But I don't know. You know, maybe they they could have just done a bigger. Final issue. I don't know what, what the page count will be, but um, Barry Allen is like Marty McFly in this issue. All I will say, <laughs> and I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Last page was was cool. Wolverine number thirteen. Oh, what a tease! Tease! What a tease! Yeah, it's it's. I mean, what what can you say about it? Wolverine fighting all these people. You know, he's he's. Good. I mean, it, this is like an. Ex- it's a lot of flashback stuff, but. You gotta wonder what what they want to do with him. So uh, the old man, every the people who sent Wolverine to hell, he's gonna finally confront them. But uh, yeah, that's, in the that's next a, issue, such a major tease. That's, they, it's, they want to kill him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It does make Wolverine a huge badass, though. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, hopefully people have been reading that. Uh, you find it Wolverine. sometimes inconsistent, like how tough Wolverine is in comics. Mm-hmm. Right, like sometimes he gets shot, and he's like, you know, he's you know, just like a really yeah, strong his, his guy healing and, healing. and sometimes he can just like get shot with like tons of bullets, and and the like, entire like flesh ripped off, and and then he's fine and still fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still remember um, in the eighties there was a Havoc and Wolverine meltdown. Um, I think it was like three issue prestige format miniseries where Wolverine had to go into a nuclear reactor, and his like skin melted off. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Because that was like when I first started reading. Well, the whole stuff with Civil War when you got like, oh, that was crazy. That was, Drop oh, a bl- yeah. don't talk about that. that yeah, it's that just happened. a skeleton left. Yeah. Although you guys, like, they, all you gotta do is cut his muscles. If you cut his muscles, then you can't move his bones. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, Wolverine's good. People should be reading that. Um, severed number one. I didn't read that. Is that Scott Snyder? This uh, was Scott yeah. Snyder. I, I feel stupid because I think – did you hand me this? I think you said, oh, can you yeah, put this in your bag? Yeah, I did. Back? I handed you that. Because this is a Comic-Con exclusive and pff, stupid me. didn't realize it. And then I did read it. This I think one. it's Scott Tuft that handed it to me. Mm-hmm. And then I gave it to you because I knew it would get crushed in my bag. Yeah. So I read this last night. I reviewed it this morning. How was it? I gave it a four out of five. That's good. Um, it's it's supposed to be scary, but mm-hmm. um, it's the first issue, so it has to set things up. Basically, okay, the story here. It, it's what I like about this is it's a brand new series, has no ties to anything, so it's something you can anyone can just jump in, which is great. You know, there's so many new comics that come out. Some of them are are great. Some of them, are, eh. so this obviously it's Scott Snyder, so of course I'm going to read it. You who, know, who publishes this? This is Image. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it's image, and it starts off like in the 1950s because there's there's reference to Elvis Presley 
you're shaking yourself. So I think it was like 56, 1956, when he was on Ed Sullivan show. This is before, before my time. So anyways, um, what's cool is, is we got this, this old guy, and then he gets this mysterious letter, and then it's, he's got this secret past that like no one knows about. So then it flashes back to 1916 when he, he was a kid, and we're, you know, we're, we're seeing all this stuff. And you know, 1916, things were simple. You know, there's, there's nothing really scary, but there's like this dark, hidden something lurking underneath the surface that you, know, you, you don't know what's going to happen. That's the great thing about creator-owned books. Because, like, okay, since we're talking with Scott Snyder, I love him in Detective Comics, but it's not like he can kill Batman. You know, there, yeah. there's only because you, know, you know it's established characters. You know, you know he could maybe put him in you know really crazy, dangerous, crappy situation. But you know, it's not like Batman's going to lose an eye. Versus here, since this is creator owned, we have all these. Everyone new... can lose their eyes. Not Batman. Everything is at stake Not Batman. here. Oh, here, yeah, here. Anything. The main, you, you, you never know what's going to happen. So that's the great thing about it is that there's all this potential. You don't know what the heck's going to happen, and the reason I gave it a four and out of five is because it's the first issue. It has to set everything up, and I, I like the art. But when I look at like the the first couple pages, that doesn't really feel like. I, I think it's more the colors. It doesn't really feel like 1956 to me. What does it feel like? I don't know. It, it's eighty-five. I, I, I mean, no. I'm, I'm sure they, 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 you know, it's not like they didn't have colors in the fifties, but it's like Brady Bunch. But when you you look at like um, the 1916 images, I mean, this looks more like you know, it's more fitting, and it's it's the same. The artist did the colors, so just something about the the first the, the 1950s. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I definitely think the next issue is going to be really cool, and I, I love the covers. Mm-hmm. I was like, "There's something like ripping through." It's gotcha. So, or people should get that severed number one. Jonah Hex. Why is this ending? It's not sort of. I want a like a giant Jonah Hex. What what did they call it? Um, omnibus. 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 <sighs> Seventy issues. Cost you a hundred and something dollars. I would. Oh man, best issue of Jonah Hex. Period. I have read. Period. You keep saying I that. I thought the last one was like the best. This one tops the last one, and I didn't think that was possible. Ooh, Ryan Sook did the art? Ryan Sook does the art. Nice. He's so amazing. Well, he alternates someone else, too. Uh, Mick, that was only Ryan no, Sook. Yeah. Uh, Diego almost. Wait, and um, Jimmy Palmiotti did some ink. Wow. Yeah, he did some inking. Look how pretty that is. Hmm. Very nice. I'll have to so read that. So pretty. Okay, so... Jonah Hex, he's very old. He's 66 years old. So this is starts out in the future and he gets shot. And then, and then he starts reliving that same scene over and over again, but different people are shooting him. So you yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's crazy. Okay. He's his his fears have become realized and it's just nuts. I only hope that's that all you have to say. Yeah. And this is the final issue. It's amazing. Is it the final issue? Um well, I mean, it's August because it came out. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be another one this month before the end of the month. So then, then next then, is All Star Western. Then this just leaves so many. Oh, so, so that's the thing. So oh. the the great thing about Jonah Hex, and you know, we've talked about this before, is you know, ninety nine percent of stories have been self contained. There was that six issue art that happened, but the nice thing is, you know, you could pick up any issue of Jonah Hex and 
it's it's there's a whole story. And I know you've mentioned several times that you wish that you know a story could have gone on to a second issue or third issue yeah. or something like that. But that's always been the beauty that it's it's accessible to anyone. You can just read any issue and not have to worry about what happened, you know, mm-hmm. two issues ago or anything like that. But they do make references to previous issues. Okay. Sometimes. But with All Star Western, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because the at least the first arc, Jonah Hex is going to Gotham City, Wild West Gotham City, and he's going to be um, going after someone for uh, an ancestor of the Arkham's. You know, so it's mm. like too much tying into the that that's the thing. It's, you know, they want they want to tie it in, which is great because you know he he does have you know he was in Blackest Night. They brought back Jonah Hex in Blackest Night, which was was hilarious. Um, not not really that funny. I thought it was hilarious, um, but it was it was cool. I like that they did that, and. You know, they're, they're tying it into Gotham. It almost feels like we need to boost sales for Jonah Hex, so let's tie it to Gotham City, which is indirectly tied to Batman, and which, you know, maybe if that's the case. But it's also, you know, we're going to have an ongoing arc rather than the self-contained issues. There was some Batman-Jonah Hex crossover in yeah, the they, animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah, several times in yeah. Brave and the Bold. And I loved that. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Which I always thought was weird because they never really ex- explained, explained well, how how he goes from like modern day to the yeah, old there, West. There's Batman riding a horse. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> there there was um there was a story where uh, I think it was Mongol in the war in the war world, he plucked Jonah Hex from the past and so Jonah Hex had like a laser gun because he brought him into time his time and mm-hmm. so the, I mean that was kinda explained, but the the little shorts where because you know and Brave and the Bold a lot of time, you know, they they do like the teaser, you know, before the credits, where it's like Batman teaming up with someone or yeah. doing like that, and then they do the, the regular episode. So there's been a few times when he's fought with Jonah Hex, and it's just kind of weird. I just love it because it, I feel like I'm reading a Clint Eastwood comic book, and that's so cool. Not a, not a Josh Brolin comic book. No, although I, I think Josh Brolin was a good Jonah Hex. That movie was still bad. Yeah, better than um. It was. It was. Uh, Josh Brolin's good. I like him. How long was Jonah Hex? It was like eighty something minutes. I realize I was short. <laughs> I didn't notice. I, I, I doze off a little bit in, well, in, the, in the middle. That's. I mean, it, it's hot. It was a, it was a Friday, Friday afternoon, and uh, it's just disappointing. It's like there is potential for that. You know, they they could have done something built. Uh, you know, they could have brought westerns back. You know, this was Warner Brothers. I mean, I don't know who's to blame. I, you know, I don't want to lay it all on Warner Brothers, even though... You know. Okay. Bring Westerns back. Here's, you mean like Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think there's way... Like, Hollywood is too consumed in trying to bring, like, to, like, bring technology to Westerns. and Like, the Three Musketeers, they're going to integrate all this... What's it called? Steampunk stuff. Yeah. That, that book, the book, mm-hmm. is set before the French Revolution. So it's like... Uh, don't 3D, even don't even get me started. It just none of it makes any sense. The, but the, the, my problem with with Jonah Hex, you know, they they gave him like these mystical powers. You could yeah. talk to the that dead. Was so weird. So it's like okay, they're they're trying to make it more like a comic book thing. But then they didn't want it to be you know tied. It had nothing to do with the comic book. 
So it's. I, I, I think it was just confusing. Yeah, I, I think when there was a board meeting or whoever was involved, and I, I think there was some disagreement as to the direction they wanted to take it, and they didn't really know where they wanted to take it. They should have just had Jimmy Palmiotti write the script. Yeah, he could. He's, he's written so many screenplays and yeah. TV shows, and you know, he could have. He and Justin Gray could have just teamed I mean, up and written a Jonah Hex. Seventy issues. I, I think that is okay. that's impressive as hell. That in this day and age, a Jonah Hex series can make it to issue seventy when mm-hmm. you have. Other issues that can't make it that far I even totally before they're, they're canceled. Totally agree. So I mean that that says a lot that you can sell seventy ish consistent issues of Jonah of a, a cowboy, a Western comic, and people are buying it. And yet they that's the thing they they could have had a, a franchise with with Jonah Hex. They could have done at least another movie. If it movie. was done right. But nope, they they blew it. Punisher. We almost I wanted to read that. that. Put it back on my pile when we're done. Um, it's reboot of Punisher. He's back to being young again. I don't like it. He's not that. You young. don't like it? Greg Rucka wrote it. I know Greg Rucka wrote it. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware, Sarah. I still, uh, you know, okay. I don't like it because I love Garth Ennis too much. Okay, uh, that's a whole different thing. And Punisher Max. Um, and I know that was completely ruined because with Frankencastle. Uh, Some you people know, like Frankencastle, Matt. I did not mind Frankencastle. I know you didn't mind it because you knew it'd be back to normal. Exactly. But so it's, it's like <laughs> the back to normal is not. What I expect? Okay, it was a little detour, and it was it was crazy, it was absurd, and I had no problem with it because he's back, and you could forget it, you could ignore it if you want. I do ignore it. Mm-hmm. I wish I could read comics like that and just take away the fact that I'm invested in a character. I'm I'm totally invested. It, it, the Punisher, he, I know it's like one of those myth things. It's almost like Jonah Hex. Like he's just, it's always telling you stories of how you know he's he's killing mob people, but. With the Garth Ennis stuff, there was so much in his head, like internal dialogue. That's, that's a whole different series, though. I know. It's and like a different. Know, pun- it's like Ultimate Punisher. It's like it's not Marvel comics. It's not. It's not in the Marvel universe. Problems, different reasons. Um, the pacing of the story was good. Like you don't really get to see the Punisher until the end. I love this picture right here. Halfway through, I think that's that's great. I'm not going to show me. I guess I you, you can you, show you. You read it. You're, you got to read it. I, I mean, it, it, does, it doesn't spoil anything. It's mm. just. You want to see? No. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't spoil it. anything. It's just it's it's a really it's a, it's a picture of the Punisher, and it's just it's it's I I liked how it was. it's it's a different twist. Um, it feels more like Thomas Jane Punisher. Or no, I don't know. A I mean, bit. it's like the what, arm, uh, 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 race. Yeah, I, I love the art. Thomas Jane, Mar- Marco Cicchetto. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I saw on his coat once. He was not happy. He Uh-oh. got very upset at me. Oh. So. Totally an actor. The, the Punisher. I don't know how much I should say. So the Punisher usually has someone that helps him out. Yes. So there's a little twist there. And what I what I like here, I, it's not really spoiling anything, is Punisher doesn't really talk. He doesn't need to talk. See, he's he's on his mission. I, like, he's, he's, I love the internal dialogue in the Punisher's head. Then go read the trades. And, I will. And I'll read this. I'll go reread the tiger. So I, I, I liked it. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, it, it didn't blow me away, knock me out, but I, I, I really liked it. Do you and think that his shirt is cheesy, though? Like, his costume? I do. I, I completely agree. Like, it's very armored, which I guess makes more sense yeah. now. It's the it's same reason Batman wears yeah. a yellow. It's, it's, it's Kevlar. That's the target. You don't want the, the street thugs, whatever, to shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the chest where he's got a bulletproof covering. Um, Giant skull on yeah. his. Well, it's, it's supposed to be you know the image there is, of death. There is or a focus on like the uh, the detectives working on the case, which I kind of like. So yeah. that's very Rucka. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I I I see lots of potentialness, and I can you know usually I, I can was it take or not take give or G- take give or take give or take you know Punisher. <laughs> I mean I I like Rick Remender's Punisher that 
um, the last series where he kind of brought him back into the Marvel Universe. Even on um, Punisher War Journal before. I mean, I, it was uh, off the of Civil uh, War. I, War Journal was such, like, it started being one thing and, and then, then it, it kind of exploded into something else. Like when he goes to the bar with no name and like, or when he, he kills, he, sh- he shoots Stiltman and, and yeah. with a rocket in the crotch. Uh-huh. And then when they have the funeral, he like he kills all. Of, yeah, it was it was good, but then it, it, the whole Captain America's dead, and I'm inspired by him, and that got a little weird. But I like this. Um, I don't know. Should we talk about anything else, or should we move on? I think we will move on. Yes. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so what, I'm, I'm going to call my mom. What happened this week? Oh, you so know, lots there, of stuff. There was an uh, image of Henry Cavill. <gasps> oh, my God. It's now the background of my, my desktop. Cool. Not even ashamed of it either. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, That's the first time I've ever done that. So Warner Brothers released two images this week. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought two. the timing was very interesting mm-hmm. uh, because it made me think about Comic-Con and they could have released it at Comic-Con, but they, but did they didn't not. want to do it. And it's smart almost in their part because they want to get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the first image was Superman. We, we can talk about Which, w- way more detail yeah. in, in just a second. The second one was um, Selena Kyle in yeah. Dark Knight Rises. And the second one image, actually, it turns out it's, they released it Less so because they wanted to get attention. More so. But because they had to. Because yeah. right? yeah, it's going to get out So that's there. also interesting. So that's just the timing. So actually, the image is now. Let's talk about Superman. I'm curious. So the, the image of Superman, it's an action shot. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious. It's so dreamy. Is that image, is that just staged just for the image? I or, think Or did so. they actually shoot that scene? You know, I don't think that. I think it was staged for that. I think image. they're like because it was so cool, right? You have those those steel beams coming down, and you've got all the electricity. Sort I, I of think they're like we, we need to get something out there because yeah. I don't think there's a lot of confidence right now in in the Man of Steel because you know it was originally kind of rumored that it was going to come out in December 2012, mm-hmm. and then it's moved back yeah. to summer of, of 2013. Yeah. Warner Brothers says we never officially released. December. It's two years from now. Yeah, so that's the thing. So you got that. And then, you know, Zack Snyder, you know, people are kind of questioning, you know, is he going to be able to do it now? And then, you know. Sucker Punch did not do well, Yeah, exactly. Because of that, sort of like, you know, how is he going to do with this? And then, you know, there's been all the talk that the script had to be rewritten. So it's, I don't think that there's a lot of confidence. So it's like, Warner Brothers, like, we need to put out a really kick-ass picture so people don't forget about this and think that, you know, we're going to drop the ball here. And I don't know. I mean, um, what did you like? I, I think it's cool that they went with the classic S, first of all. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do you think, tell... they over, you think it's overcompensating because so they, they got reaction from so many people complaining about the Brandon Routh S? I didn't, I, I didn't realize a lot of people did complain oh, about that. Brandon Routh S. When, yeah. when they first revealed that outfit, really? Okay, so the okay, that's a little history lesson for comic fans 2006, 2005 or six, late, um. The, the first image released for Superman Returns was Brandon Routh standing on top of like, like inside a building, like you know, arm like the classic Superman pose. Mm-hmm. Outrage, outrage on the internet when that image was released. Drudge Report was like, "Hello, is that Superman?" Like, <laughs> um, big like front page. Like, um, and the big complaint was like the S and how small it was. And at WonderCon, and even at, at Comic Con, because they were, they were there for both that, that year. Um, questions were why did you change the costume and Brandon or Brian Singer got super defensive he was like change it from what change it from what right uh, because 
originally in the old Superman comics. It, it is yeah, yeah, relatively totally. small s. It's so and simple. It's just interpretation. Sure, it's fine. No yellow. I'd like to think that it's not them like overcompensating because it is a rather big s mm-hmm. in the new picture. Superman's got a big s. But that the look because in in the interviews with uh, Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill, there's they've said they're going back to like the roots of Superman, um, and in that it's like. I, I want to say it's like more of like a Grant Morrison take, where it's like the the legend of Superman, and they're trying to make a little more timeless movie. Um, and I do love the coloring, like yeah, the, of the image or the S, the, the, the coloring of the whole, the, whole the, the thing. Suit. It's, it's darker. It's darker. It's muted. Yeah, muted colors, less less vibrant, mm-hmm. um, which translate better to live action. D- definitely translates better live, live action, and it kind of is that Zack Snyder style, but mm-hmm. also it makes me think of like. Bronze, like golden age, bronze age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because there's like there's a little bit of shininess, but like it's darker or shiny. But, but I can't tell if it's shininess or if it's the texture of the suit. And I, I know that Alex Navarro in his screened, because he posted it on screened as yeah. well, he mentioned that it looked almost like a reptile skin. For the texturing. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think it looked like a reptile yeah. skin. I thought it just looked like a piece of armor. And you know... Well, and not, not, not necessarily not armor. Spandex. It, it looks skin tight, yeah. but not spandex. Because spandex does not look good, good on film no matter right. what. Right, yeah. And textured superhero costumes have been the norm since Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Right, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2002, right? Yep. His suit, which, which everyone loves. I love the Spider-Man suit in Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, who doesn't? If you look up close, it's like little hexagon or little like squares, mm-hmm. right, textured. And then the Superman suit actually is little Superman icons in the Brian Singer one. And so this one is just a natural progression of that. I think it's going to look like the film. I, I think it looks so gorgeous. He looks like an adult, yeah. <laughs> right? He looks like <laughs> Superman and not Superboy. Yeah, I know, um, totally. And a lot of that is like the pose and him working out. Uh, people are complaining about the hair a little bit. Please. Uh, yeah. The man is just, duh. no. He's huge, too. <laughs> we should just move he's on. He's working out. He's no, 5,000 no, no. calories a day. Yeah, yeah. Three hours of working out. Thank you, Norm. And at Comic-Con, he had the Superman curl, mm-hmm. so it's not like he's not going to have that. He did? He was at Comic-Con? He was at Comic-Con promoting Damn Immortals. It. Yeah, yeah, that other movie. How did I miss so there's that? There's some photos of him from Comic-Con, and he definitely has the Superman curl. Anyway, I think that the picture's great. A lot of people were complaining that it does look a little bit dark, and they're like, well, that doesn't really align with the Superman persona. Whatever. To which I'd like to say, what would you prefer? A really campy Superman? Or no, like really sappy Superman. Sappy Superman. I'm crying Superman. all the time. No. Like, or Superman you, breaking like stop. through vaults and 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 Superman's not being really heroic. Yeah, he's not really like that, right? I mean, yeah. I think the the best Superman stories are not the ones where Superman is some sap. Yeah, my, I think my my wife might actually be interested in seeing Superman. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I did, you know how they had the, the that's su- that's shocking. We should mention for those. My of us. wife does not like comics. Yeah, I, I she does not watch superhero movies. No. She would not even. She, watch. she stopped watching. She used to watch them. Just like okay, yeah, I'll I'll do the time. But she she wouldn't even watch Chris Evans, right, or Chris Hemsworth, and she she likes both. No, of them. Well, she did see she did see Thor. Okay, and she would have seen Captain America, but something came up that mm-hmm. I mean, and and that she's like, I'll see it when you get on Blu-ray. But she's like not gung ho. You know, if she never sees it, she yeah. doesn't matter. But so, but she will watch Superman. Yeah, she she likes Chris um, Henry Cavill. I mean, well, you know, we we, we watch the Tudors, and you know, so yeah. she she likes it. But given that, I don't think she necessarily is willing to see Immortals. Yeah, because that's like too CG for her. You know, too, yeah. You know, Paleo Immortals is incredibly violent. Yeah, my so, daughter doesn't like that yeah. trailer. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let me go see. Yeah, she's like, uh, probably, I mean, 
yeah, three hundred, the natural progression, yeah, the mortals, yeah. yeah. Um, so now we can talk about Anne Hathaway. Oh, well, I do want to say, um, you know how they had that Superman comicsology sale? Yeah. So someone's like, should I get the, because I, I tweeted about a, a Jim Lee book. So someone's like, uh, the Hush unwrapped, the, the black and white, it's an awesome book. Wait, what? The Hush, they, they, they released um, Hush in pencils. No colors, just Jim what? Lee's pencils. Really? Yeah. Jim, wait, just his pencils, but and also Scott Williams's inks, or no? Um, Is it, if it's inked, it's, then it's, it's... it's it's very rough, which you can see the pencils. Really? Yeah. <sighs> and I mean, there is some color, like like some of the sound effects are like you know colored. So I mean, it's 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 beautiful. I know people. I I love Hush. I, I, I <laughs> bought them. It's I, one of the most beautiful comics. Period. Yeah, you know, I, I have them both in hardcover. Even though I had the issues. Anyways, so I someone's Me like. Too. Someone's like, should I get the the Jim Lee Superman issues? Oh, the All Star? No, no, no. The, the Brian Azzarello. Oh, the uh, Superman for tomorrow and, 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 the, and the priest. No, no, no. Like, uh, anyway, so this was like before I went on vacation, so I didn't answer right away. And then I, I was like, well, um, the the art was was great. You know, I think we can say that. I honestly don't remember how the story ended. Which I think says something right there, mm-hmm. and I never went back and read that those issues. And hush, I've read like so many times. You know, you reference that. So then, and the the person I forgot who was it that tweeted about it that asked me, and they're like, they they bought the first couple issues, and they're like, they didn't really like it. They're like, thanks, I'm not gonna buy the rest because <laughs> that that that's kind of the idea they got Tony, from the, from the first couple issues. You have to respond sooner. Like, hey, yes I, was, no. I was out in the woods, but no, they, they bought Superman, the first couple. They wanted uh, Batman or Superman. Superman. Why didn't you tell them to get? Because I was in the woods. All star. <laughs> Tony. Uh, anyways. Anyway, back uh, to the topic. Wait, so, no, no, before Selena okay, Kyle. I um, saw you tweeting no, from we, the we, woods. We, we, we still <laughs> talk about uh, it was, I, I, my my reception was <laughs> it coming. Was spotty. Up. Movies yeah. two years away. Do you want to talk about the other announcement? Um, I want to talk about uh, Cowboy Larry as Perry White. Okay, that's the other announcement. Okay, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love Frank Langella. I don't think he... I mean, he was just there minimally in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of Perry White in... Great Caesar's in, Ghost. Right. That's the don't call me chief. <laughs> I, Lane, Lane Smith, I thought, was a oh, yeah. Perry White. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little too much on the Elvis mm-hmm. stuff. Um, <laughs> just a little too much. You think Lawrence Fishburne... I, I, don't, I can't see him not playing a really intense Perry White. Oh, yeah. Right? He's going to be intense. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think he can like not play an intense character. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen him. Um, he he was be subtle. So he was recently in CSI, the yeah. original yeah. CSI. Um, he's re- I, he's re- pl- pl- replaced. Um, well, he's not coming back. William uh, Peterson. Yeah. So my my wife watches CSI from time to time, and I'm, I you know I used to watch the show when it first came out, but I'm I I'm not invested in TV. I don't have time for TV. But if she's watching it, you know, on the DVR, and sometimes I watch it and. His character kind of had a dark past, and it, I mean, it got intense with the way they ended his character, which I will not spoil for those CSI fans that are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm I I have no problem with it. I don't I didn't see the reactions after the post. I don't know if people are complaining about the race. So stupid. Complain but, about something but, other but, than race. But it, it's it's a thing, you know. If you had a, a black character, black yeah. comical character. Being played by a white actor, that's a different story than a white character being played by a black actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it, it's unfortunate that yeah. that's just how it is. I mean, that's the reality of it. But for this, I personally don't care. 
care as long as he as long he, yells at Lois Lane and yells at Clark Kent and you know is not yells a character. Yeah, and, and it's not a caricature like J. Jonah Jameson because they, they they are like mm-hmm. complete opposites. Um, then that's fine. I pair white. There's so much room to explore the pair white character. But what if they brought in a black actor to play Superman? But they're the not. The internet would explode. Of the hot Henry Cable. You guys know about Perry White's kid in the comics? No. no. So Perry White had a kid who died, I believe, in the, the, the late '80s. But um, the 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 speculation was that Perry was not his kid's actual father. He was not. You are not the father. And the actual father was Superman. Lex Luthor. What? No. Yep, that was a speculation. What? Yeah, so that that was right before. Um, the only reason I, I know this off the top of my head because I think it was issue six sixty, the one where um, I think it was six sixty, the one where um, Lex fakes his death, the whole thing. There is like there's references to huh. Perry White's kid. That's and, only Perry White would do adopt and, a kid who's not as well. I mean, because he yeah. was married, and I guess his wife did yeah. a little. Like I said, there's a lot of story to Perry White that we don't get, we don't even get in the comics. It, it's fine. I, it, I think Lawrence Fishburne's going to do really And see, well. that's something else that is not referenced in today's Superman comics. So that's why if they change, reboot, retcon things, it doesn't matter because no one talks about Perry White's kid. No one talks Nobody. about Lex Luthor faking his death, cloning himself. And see, so, that so stuff. people just get over the fact that things that September is coming. Ba, 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 ba. Um, so, okay, let's talk about Selena Kyle. Okay, so that, that uh, people out. are saying, oh, that's not Catwoman, blah, blah, blah. It's not Selena Hey, guess what? Warner Brothers never confirmed that Anne Hathaway was playing Catwoman. She is playing Selena Kyle. That They're not the same. She's a cat burglar. Right, she's a cat burglar. Chances are we're not going to see uh, Anne Hathaway in a full Catwoman costume, I don't think. I don't think. Well... Because she's I like wearing eighty percent of it. She's like, right, like, but the cat ears make suit. all the difference, right? As soon as you throw the cat ears on, then it, we're talking totem there animals. Was, there there and... was a, a a photo of one of her stand-ins holding some type of cat mask. Maybe she. Oh, please don't do it. Because oh. well, there's an explanation in the Nolan movies for for, uh, for Batman's yeah, ears, sure. right? The sonar. Is no, but the is? radio communication. Radio communication. Yeah. So, talk, talk Alfred. I mean, does she get a set of those too? Is that? I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's necessary. I, I would have absolutely no problem if she was never even referred to Catwoman. as Catwoman. There, there's no need because I saw. So I, I wrote about this before, and I what I say if if she's a cat burglar, she's not going to have a costume persona. She's you know she doesn't she's, want she right. wants to stay out of the limelight. She doesn't want people to know who she is, and yeah. unless she's one of those like leaves a little note. You've been robbed by the Catwoman, you know. But then like that. we're which would we're be silly. going into uh, the old Batman. Um, Territory like super campy. Yeah, so nobody does that. I don't. So that's why I would have no problem if she doesn't have a cat ears. If she doesn't have that's a mask, she, I don't. A mask, yeah, maybe if she's going to be a cat brother, she needs to hide her mm-hmm. identity in case there's surveillance cameras or something like that. But I don't think she needs to take the whole Catwoman persona unless they do it like year one, where she's inspired by the costume Batman and she wants sure. to mi- kind of mimic that or whatever. The only other thing is, that I, I think they could have done like they could have made a decision either way is whether she should have long hair or not. Or short hair. It's just a purely like aesthetic thing. In between. And I think she has long hair in this movie. So, yeah. I, I, as long she as she's very not, long hair. Yeah. As long as she's not wearing very a, yeah. a not pur- very practical purple suit. That's the thing. Like I, short hair will be more practical. Neither are the shoes she's wearing. Did you? Well, get they're a look not heels. 
They are. They're they are, platforms. They're, they're, they're platforms, but they're not like pointy heels. Try running in platforms. Okay. Fair enough. At least she can ride a bicycle or a yeah, motorcycle. Right, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. As, no, lo- as I, long I as they don't take Jim, Jim, what's his name? Jim Ballant. Jim Ballant, yeah. His, his version. Pur- purple suit. It's going to take purple. With the, 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 the thigh high boots and. You know what? I want to, like, I'd love it if somebody sent that costume to Jim in his size. I'd be like, please run around a rooftop wearing this. Oh, he'll give it to his, uh, his, his wife, the artist, or the, the writer who has the other tarot thing. <laughs> No, um, I don't know where he Anyway. Went. So um, photos of uh, Dark Knight. Right. What's, spy photos. What's cool, though, about the f- the other photos that leak, not just the one of Anne Hathaway on the bike, mm-hmm. but you get the side shot, so you get the, to see like the, mm-hmm. the full bike. Do you think that she'll be teaming up with Batman because he had one of those, right, in the last movie? Uh, well, it's, like it's clearly she, she probably stole. You know, yeah. He's out you fighting think, yeah. Bane on a rooftop, stole. and then she's like, oh, yeah. the bat cycle. Yeah. I... I, I I would say probably that they're going to be... I don't think she stole it. I think they're, I think they're going to team up. I don't know. I think they're going to clash at first, and then they'll, they'll team up. Fall in love. Three-hour movie. Please be a three-hour movie. I, 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 I just, I just don't, don't want it to be like you know, Bruce Wayne out you know, being you know, playboy Bruce Wayne who runs into Selena Kyle at some... And then they start flirting, and then... You mean Batman Returns? Yeah. That was, I love Batman Returns. Yeah. Um, I do like that. There, Batman's not changing his his suit from Dark Knight. Yeah, me too. I, I like so many times movies like, oh, it's a new movie. You got to change the suit. I like it's, it's going to be a, a true sequel. It's going to be the same suit, which means all the action figures are not going to be outdated. Yes, <laughs> but they'll make more. They'll they make, will make. They'll make Batman with a, well, he'll, a he'll, snowboard. He'll have more technology, gadgets even with a snowboard. The Captain America figure. There's a Captain America figure with a snowboard and a jacket. Really. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that makes sense because there's those scenes. It's it frozen, yeah. So. Yeah. Got to go save Bucky. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh I, Sarah, saw, Sarah. I saw it last weekend. I know. I'll kick you out. I'm going to see it tonight, okay? I'm going to have to go alone. Should we sp- let's talk about, let's talk uh, about Captain America. I don't America. know. We, it's too so late. That part where. <laughs> so mean to me. Um, mm. No. All right. Um, I'll, I'll say I enjoyed it. Um, I, I knew it, going into it, it wasn't going to be the movie I wanted it to be because I've talked about this many times about the war movie stuff but the last I, I thought it had the best romance of any superhero film in recent memory uh, and I love the ending I that's hate, romance I hate romance and I don't, I don't well, romance in superhero movies feels really forced many, many sure, times especially yeah. in the Batman movies it's like, well the Batman really? movies <laughs> well I mean when you pick Katie Holmes and Maggie Gyllenhaal no see the Batman movies of romance was great because it was a chip on the shoulder and the romance was actually what prevented him from wanting to be Batman, mm-hmm. right? So, it was it was like a chip. It was more like a childhood, like part of his life, as opposed to it being like a lovey-dovey romance. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Basinger. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Nicole Batman Kidman. Begins and Batman. Like, no, no smiling Batman in Batman Forever, where he like turns away and there's like the, the big grin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> um, the uh, the romance in Captain America. Uh, it isn't perfect, but. It, it doesn't feel like it has to like it, it's not like Thor the Thor romance I thought was yeah, that bad. was uh, that was just yeah, yeah Natalie, Natalie Portman was too giggly I think I think yeah. it was and just, just like, boop. Natalie Portman thought that he was yeah. really hot so that's yeah. it yeah. and, and like this also needed direction though they Haley Atwell like she, she was really good so much better oh, than Blake Lively no no Haley Atwell in, um, oh. in, in Captain Peggy, America Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter oh okay yeah and it left room for Avengers stuff wait who did you just compare her to Blake Lively no no, no I see, and I think, Green Lantern I think she was so good as opposed to Blake Lively 
I think it's hard not to be good when you. Okay, that's true. Blake Lively was yeah. pretty horrible. Like, Especially when Blake Lively, the whole point really was that terrible. she was supposed to be strong female. You know, oh, man. Not, not... Worst, worst ever. Um, let's talk about Thor while we're on the topic of that. So they're talking about a sequel, obviously. Um, and they may have a director, the Game of Thrones director, Brian Kirk. Yeah. He's, he's negotiating for it. He hasn't done any major Hollywood movies, anything like that. Wait, so Kenneth Branagh's not doing it? Oh, yeah, he stepped out. He's like, eh, I'm not going to do it. Which And Chris Hemsworth apparently is, is kind of bummed because obviously... Uh, yeah, you know. like I, I would be love but Kenneth. Amazing. I think he, he's like, yeah, I think he's, uh, Kenneth is actually... I'm not on a first name basis with him. But I, I think he's he's actually looking at doing something else right now. That something I saw something pop up that, unrelated to comics. That's why I didn't look further into it. Mm-hmm. But so... Um, I've I haven't seen all of Game of Thrones, but from what I, I know, watched any of it. I watched the first episode. You know. Too much nakedness. There's a ton of nakedness. I would totally not watch them because nakedness somebody, makes some, me so uncomfortable. Oh, oh no, it, it, there's like it's it's almost like softcore pornography in, in many, many. Yeah, scenes. not watching that yeah. at all. It's very explicit. Um. Anyway, Game of Thrones. It's a very like there's political like uh it's it's, it's medieval themed fantasy theme, but there's a lot of like grandiose characters. Yeah, and there's and, action. Dragons? Yeah. Well, not so much in the first season, but... Um, but there are dragons. Yes, in the series, there are dragons. I would like to watch it then, just for the dragons. So I, I, I think... Um, I think this guy could maybe handle Thor. They're, they're talking about... I don't know how official this is, that the sequel would feature more Asgardians and more, more North mythology, you know, more creatures and stuff like that. I don't know if that means the movie would be based more in Asgard versus but I, I, I we talked about this before and I, I think you guys didn't agree I would be fine with the sequel taking place more in Asgard me too because okay then I was wrong because sort of the first movie you got both obviously the Avengers is going to be strictly on Earth unless you, you know the Loki stuff you had both but it was balanced in Thor yeah yeah so I thought yeah so I'm, I'm fi- so we're, we're basically going to have two movies with Thor on Earth, so let's focus more on everything else in Asgard, the other realms, and and you know. Yeah, no, totally. So um, we'll I, see. I think I think all of those movies are sort of going to shy away, right? Because you had that Avengers setup, but then after the Avengers movie, didn't they say that they were all just going to yes, go back I have to an update, self-contained? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but so, post Avengers, yeah. yeah. So so Joss Whedon has updated Avengers. He said they're about two thirds of the way through filming. And he says it's a complete film that they'll they'll tease something that might happen later. And this is a quote. But basically, all I did was complete the story. Han Solo is not frozen in carbonate at the end of this movie. <laughs> so once Avengers is over, you know that that everything that all this buildup that we've been seeing is done. So Thor There's two can be can be different. But I mean, the, the, those probably still exist, but mm-hmm. it's like they're not going to be hanging out all the time. You know, Thor has solo adventures. Captain America, yeah. they've talked side, about whether they job. do, you know, flashback, you know, both. And so that, that's that's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, Green Lantern sequel. So the Time Warner chairman, CEO, I forgot his name. He He said about Green Lantern, this is a quote, it did not live up to expectations. Surprise. It fell... Or it fell fairly far short of those. So we will be deciding on a sequel in due course. So they're not sure yet. Wait, 
This was um, the next day when, because I know you posted about being darker, grittier. So yeah. I think it was August second and August third. This, this they, quote they came released out. that. Um, yeah. this, the grittier is it, the, this is from the, the CEO of, right. of, of the Time exact Warner. quote was like, if this is they, exact if they were to make it, it would have to be darker and grittier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, to hear, continuing with the quote, he says the fact that Green Lantern, or the fact is, Green Lantern performed horribly with an estimated budget of two hundred million. The film only brought in about one hundred fourteen million domestically. All of these reports of a sequel do seem very unrealistic. But this is the bad news. Fans of the first film would, of course, love nothing more than have Warner Brothers take another big budget risk with Ryan Reynolds reprising his role as Hal Jordan in a sequel. But just because the minority is more vocal than the majority doesn't make it so. Audience spoke this past June, or for whatever reason. Green Lantern wasn't a hero they were interested in. Ouch. I think it has to do with the script. I think if it was executed well... I, a Green Lantern would have done well. A director? Yeah. A director who had a vision and understood the character. I think that it would have been different. This is really bad news for DC. Yeah. And um, bad news for Warner Brothers because they were they were banking on this whole... They need a new franchise. They Harry, do. Harry Potter's gone. Batman's going to really be do. ending. Um, but they're talking about a Flash, maybe. They, they said they have a solid script for the Flash. And apparently they're thinking about it doing a Justice League movie to tie in the characters. Which is funny, because I remember when um, a certain George person, oh no, it was like after, this, uh, I think it was Diane Nelson said that we're not going to take the Marvel route. We're not going to tie everything together. We, I, th- I think she said something like, their characters were strong enough to stand on their own, so they wanted just to focus on each character individually. Obviously, that's not a good idea. Because I mean, how else? I mean, I, I hate to say it. How else can you get Wonder Woman on the big screen? You know, she she should be able to carry her own movie, her own franchise. It's it's just not going to happen. I well, you know, they can do just League movie. Sorry, with, without it being uh, tied to the mo- other movies. And they they were talking about doing that for a while. The, so it's like you had Christian Bale, but they're saying, well, we might have another Batman in the movies too, which I think would be weird for people. You know, especially if then there's going to be another Christian Bale movie after that. There isn't though. No, but but back when they were talking about doing a Justice League movie, you know, Christian Bale wasn't going to be in it. And Brandon Routh, I don't think was going to be. You know, this is back. No, on, yeah. So Adam Brody. But the, the, theoretically, do you think that? Like, I don't, I don't, I can't see Wonder Woman on the big screen. As much as I love that character, I don't think that anybody has a grasp of what makes her interesting and what what make makes her an exciting character. So I don't, I don't think that it could play. I do, like, I do, Zena. Well, yeah, but nobody's Game, gonna Game get nobody's nobody's gonna get her. It's not that's not gonna happen. I know, yeah. unfortunately. But that's why if if they tied the movies together, the characters together, I mean, I think that could have saved Green Lantern if if there was some connection. No, they well, they, it would ruin Batman. Uh, well, Batman's a whole different thing. The problem with Green Lantern wasn't that he wasn't part of the Justice League. The problem with Green Lantern was that it was a really bad they, script. They hired Ryan Reynolds and also had a script that tried to be too funny and. And then try to do too many things at once. And but the director didn't know how to do parallax in a movie. Ugh. But I also think that part of Thor's success was the fact that it was tied to the Avengers, and everyone's looking at it as this is kind of like Iron Man three or Avengers. I, I just, I just really enjoyed Thor. Yeah, but I mean, saying the average person, I don't. It, I, my theory is if Thor wasn't tied to the Avengers and this whole big thing with Captain America and Iron Man, I don't think as many people would have gone to see it because. We talked about this before. People may know who Thor is from you know the mythology and all that, but I don't think they necessarily would be as gung ho 
knowing that it's tied as into a bigger I still think it would have been success. I but do too. I, I say not as successful. I think it would have been a successful. Oh, I think not. That's so fine. Then. We'll so never know. Go we'll alternate know. universe. Someone put a comment if you live in an alternate universe where it's not tied. <laughs> and let us know. Um, speaking of Marvel movies, Doctor Strange is looking for a director. I am so excited. So I guess the script has been handed in. You know who they could cast is Doctor Strange? Doctor McDreamy? No. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that, what's his, <laughs> they, they did talk about... Uh, Pat, Not what, tall what's, enough. What's his name? Patrick Dempsey? Dempsey. Oh, God, no. They, someone, uh, actual, that would be terrible. An actual comic book artist actually drew uh, like a, a picture of him or like that. If he was younger, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Mm, maybe, yeah. When he was young. When he was young. Because Liam Neeson's up there. But he's still a badass. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who can you imagine like that. casting spells and not looking ridiculous? <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> I, I don't think they could have the big cape. I don't know. They couldn't have the big cape. It would, it would be more like a Sherlock Holmes style. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um it's it's going to be interesting what Marvel is going to do like after Avengers. So if they do Doctor Strange, are they going to keep it its own thing? Are they going to try to incorporate it into the event the yeah, cin- cinematic good. universe? Do you think that they'd do a sequel to the Avengers? Oh, I think they're going to do a sequel to Avengers. I don't think it's going to. I don't think Doctor Strange would be part of the Avengers universe. No, no. That's, but I mean, I don't know. I I think they should acknowledge. They should. I mean, be they, like they they get this universe. They they yeah, they, but not. Like, you know, you're going to have Captain America, Chris Evans pop in, or Nick Fury mm-hmm. yelling at Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, also, Marvel, I guess, is thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm curious which version. I I really like the, the original version, the, the future version with um, Vance Astro in the future and, and all the other. Charlie 27, I think his name was. All that. But then you got the, the modern Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. Modern. Modern, current. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be the modern one. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Um, I, that, I mean, that's going to be a whole different thing because that's, that's like pure sci-fi. That's not like you know, your regular superhero movie. So I don't, I don't know how. And they've said Marvel's sci-fi universe is something that they want to explore. Yeah. I mean, people like Annihilation and all that stuff. So you got the characters. Might as well do something. Black Bolt. Um. Yeah, I don't know if they could try to tie him. I don't know if they could. I don't wonder if Black Bolt is attached to the Fantastic Four universe. They better, unless they, in the next movie they'll mention him or something like that, so they can own the rights. Warner Brothers has purchased rights to Nate Simpson's non-player. So that was the, the Image comic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that Warner Brothers is going outside of DC Comics yeah, to make something. Yeah, getting something else. Uh, what's really cool is that that started as a webcomic, right? Uh, I don't remember. All I know is I think Nate Simpson listens to our podcast. Yeah, Nate Simpson, if you're listening, tell me if it's true. Because I'm pretty sure I'm he pretty sent sure us those posters it. where he he signed. Oh, yeah? yeah, I think I think it was. Which I did film a mailbag for that, but it never went up. Never went up. No. Well, we've been limited on our video yeah. resources. So uh, Warner Brothers is going to. What's What's interesting is so Warner Brothers bought the rights to an Image comic, which doesn't matter. Just Image, you know, something that's not their property. Right. But then you have the Mighty, which was um, DC. Paramount is talking about making a movie from that because I, I think it was Peter Tomasi that it did is the Mighty. Peter Tomasi. And yeah. he he was able to retain the rights, so he could. I, I'm assuming sell it to whoever he wants. Yeah. Maybe that was an Image comic too, right? That was DC. 
Mighty. No way. Yes, it was. What? It was DC. So that, he was able to keep his rights? Something like that. that no. That, that, just look it up. Fine. I will look this, it up. That, that's the point. Of, that's why wrong. I bring it up. Is Warner Brothers is doing an Image comic, but a DC comic is being done by Paramount. I don't think it. I think it was Image. Nope. Be, because this is the nope. Alan Moore problem, right? Mighty. Because is. DC... DC retained the rights to to V for Vendetta and The Watchmen. DC yeah. Comics? I don't think so. DC Comics. All right, fine. We'll have a bet. I bet you a dollar. I bet you two dollars because I got to take the bus home. <laughs> You're going to be walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't have cash. I should have mentioned this. But the there is an image of Dwayne Johnson as Roadblock for G.I. Joe sequel. He's got a big gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how that movie's gonna be, but it's gonna hey, be the funny. director is good. Uh, is it Step Up 3D, isn't that the Justin? Thing? Not Justin Lin. Um, John's John something. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, director. I, I like the director. The girl that was Adrian Palicki's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. That was Adrian. She still is Adrian yeah. Palicki. That was Wonder Woman. <laughs> I was. I was. I thank <laughs> yeah, you, Norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm glad um, Norm's in the room to back me up. Hi. Yes, yes. Um, I think she's playing Lady J. Yeah. What's what's a bummer is um Rachel what's her name that was Scarlet? <gasps> she's not in it. No, she tweeted long Rachel ago. Rachel Nichols? Yeah, she's she she was like the only ones returning are really? are, are Ray Ray not Ray Parker. <laughs> Snake Ray, Eyes. Ray Parker. Ray Parks. Ray Parker. Ray Parker Jr. Who's Ray, Ray, Parks Ray Park? is awesome. You guys know who Ray Parker Jr. is? No, but I know who Ray Parks is. Ray Parker Jr. is okay. he's the one that, that sang Ghostbusters. Oh, <laughs> but Ray Parks, um, the the guy that played Channing Storm Tatum Shadow and, and 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 Hawk, those were the only three so returning. Wade Brothers, nope. No, no. So if if you look at all the casting, yeah. So you got got um, the Rock, and then you got there's like he doesn't go by guys. that name anymore, Tony. He can come and tell me that then. <laughs> you don't want him to. Why he can be on our podcast and tell me. I don't go by that anymore. I don't go by he goes by the rock because he still does wrestling stuff. He does. He well, he does like now. He doesn't actually wrestle. Do you does notice he really now? need a paycheck? I don't watch wrestling. I don't watch wrestling. But I think he's he he's put in appearances. I don't think he's actually physically wrestling, but I think he's part of the stories or whatever. <laughs> I yeah. I don't watch wrestling, but I, I, you know who watches wrestling? I think Ray Ray Carcillo, who used to write for us. Yeah. Until he decided to leave. Well, that's why he doesn't uh, work for us anymore because he, watches, he wrestling. watches wrestling. He's always tweeting about it. Really? So he tweets about wrestling. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I, must not, like, I must not be following him then because <laughs> I don't see his wrestling oh, tweets. That, that's that's kind of harsh because he does a follow Friday with you. Oh no, I do. I think mm-hmm. I do. Sure. Yeah. Now I do. Anyway, hey I'm Sarah, bummed. why are you no logging into the Twitter? <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's a bummer for her that she's not in it. Because, I mean, there was... Maybe it was a choice. No, it was not a choice. Because she just kind of... she with Her tweet was kind of like, this is a bummer, basically. That, you know, she was... Oh, I like her. Yeah, I, there's very few things that were good about the G.I. Joe movies. And I thought she did a... a I, she didn't have a, much of a role, but I thought she was fine. Yep. I mean, you think about, you know, Scarlet is, is a great character. And, I mean, yeah, I, I've sure. said it. I, I, the Larry Hama, J. Joe comics, yeah. Marvel comics, I, I used to read those. No, I really like Scarlet, too. So she was cool. And yeah. and as long as they focus on Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, I think. We're going to have a good movie. Okay. But then they're bringing all these other people, so I don't, I don't know. And I, I don't know what they're going to do. They probably with. couldn't afford uh, Well, I, I think that people. that's part of it is it's it's probably like the um, Terrence Howard, the Iron, the roadie thing. Mm-hmm. So he, so as people know, he was Rhodes. He was War Machine. He got, 
he didn't get hired back for the sequel. They brought in because he asked for too much money. No, what I think it was, because um, he said, you know, he wasn't really sure what was going on. What I think it, what I remember reading is he was one of the first ones cast for mm-hmm. Iron Man. So I think he actually got more than Robert Downey Jr. Oh, because so, he was a Academy Award winner. And then and then to bring him back for a sequel, it's not like you can say, well, we're going to bring you back, but we're going to lower your salary because there was probably whatever right. country. I don't know how this stuff works. So, yeah. Terrence ha- Howard is an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, not Howard's end. Uh, <laughs> he was, no, he's it, something. It, uh, oh gosh. So they replaced him with another Academy Award winning actor because they they could. Uh, they, this is your salary, so they he's paid like, him okay. less. Okay. So I, I I'm assuming I, again I now know, know if this is official, but that's why. So probably with GI Joe, obviously the first movie was not a box office hit. And you know all these actors probably had set amounts, so in order to do a sequel, they had to cut the budget. So they're like, "Sorry, guys, we're gonna hire in all these other people that we can Yikes. pay less or whatever." So I think that's it. Wait, hold on. I want to make sure I'm not wrong about this. He might not be an actual Academy Award winner. Oh come on! I don't oh, recall. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, he was in Hustle and Flow. Um, <laughs> he did not win an Oscar for that movie. Oh, maybe that was just like a critical success then. Let's oh. make some great podcast. Boop, boop, I'm boop, sorry. Boop, boop, boop. We'll come back to it. Anything well, else there, on there, our list? There's only one thing left. Okay, so he he performed the tracks. Okay, so Hustle and Flow won uh, an Oscar for It's Hard Out There for Pimp. And I guess that's, and he was tied to that movie. I'm sorry. He's not an Academy Award winner. However, who replaced him? Uh, Don Cheadle. Is an Academy Award winner. I don't know about that either. I think so. For for that movie that they did about Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda? Yeah. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Pretty um, sure he won an Oscar I think for he that. Got Academy Award nomination. That's possible too. I, I don't know if he actually won. Boop, 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 oh my gosh. He was nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor in Hotel Rwanda. And he also starred in Crash, which <laughs> So he, he's Norm, not, don't make me he edit is this not, podcast. He's not an Academy Award winner oh. either. I think. I think. Okay, I'm, let, let's move on. Uh, Terrence Howard is was the new Cuba Gooding Jr. I like Cuba Gooding Jr. He now he is an Academy Award winning actor. What did he win for? You uh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. He won for Jerry Maguire. Did, yeah, I <sighs> think so. That that made show him. me the money, Jerry. Show me the money. Unless I'm wrong about this too, I I'm love giving people no. That yeah, he totally won Academy Award because he's the only Maguire, he's the only good actor. thing about that movie. Well, Everything else yeah. is pretty bad. It was his uh, Marissa Tomei moment. They Poor both Marissa it. Tomei. What she deserved it too. She deserved one. No, she Vinny. totally did. My cousin Vinny, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it this week. For the first was, time. What did you love it? I loved it. So Absolutely she's loved good it. in that. She's so good in that. And her bodysuits are hilarious. Uh, she's a different costume every scene. Yeah. I was actually working in a movie theater. My, what is she? My biological clock. She stamps. My stuff. biological <laughs> clock is ticking. Yeah. Sorry. You can I do the accent. Speakers. I can't. That's okay. <laughs> I was actually um, working in a movie theater when my cousin Vinny came out. Oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, and it's so weird. You to know, see Joe Pesci just playing like imagine a good guy. A little deer goes to <laughs> yeah. the river and puts his little cute lips in the water. Oh my god, she's the, so funny. The funny Bam. thing is, um, Bam! Uh, yeah, I can't finish it. You can't finish that. My too many too many curse words. No, here's here's the thing. When I first met my wife, she had 
she actually so she grew up in in like the Catskill up upstate New York. So she talks like this. But she actually had like a Boston accent. Oh really? Which is weird because no one in her family is from Boston. Oh, so wow. she could like do that whole line like spot on. But she's like majorly lost that the accent. She doesn't have it anymore. Oh. But that's we're delving. In. She should probably practice. But we're just talking about stuff. People are like, what are you guys talking about? Last <laughs> Got, thing got on one, your one list. last thing. <laughs> Um, so, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, some images were released this week. Oh, that's right. So, um, well, these images had come out before, but these are uh, high official high-res from Sony. And yeah. they look cool. So, you get to see more shots of Spidey suit. Mm-hmm. And some I want to know, how does a teen, teenage scene. kid make that suit? The same thing with Tobey Maguire. I mean, if it was spandex. Suspension of disbelief. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just, I I'd just rather the suit look good if, than not if, look good. If, if Tony didn't worry about it, he would have nothing to write every morning. True? It is true. Uh, not always. Totally no, true. Not, not Where my... do supervillain bases get their power? <laughs> what this, what, what did, Why doesn't the Hulk have a mustache? I, I get some flack for that. And the bathroom one. That's funny. It's funny. It's fine. I thought it was funny. Same thing with Jack Bauer. Why doesn't Hulk have a mustache? If, if, if you look at the Jack Bauer page on Comic Vine... Huh? Unless it's been edited, it lists one of his powers as not is is not having to go to the bathroom within twenty four hours. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it, but I guess the reality is it's not that funny. It's pretty. I, funny. I don't know if you're laughing at that or laughing at me. No, it's pretty funny. Okay, I have my moments. Um, if if a kid did do a did do 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 did do a, make his own costume, it would probably look more like Scarlet Spider's costume. <laughs> it would probably just be look a, like a, a torn hoodie with, yeah. with spray paint under. Yeah, but I love Scarlet Spider. Someone tweeted me something that uh, I think Bleeding Cool said something about um, Scarlet Spider Ben Riley. We should just have a code name for them. You see, um, I want Scarlet Spider to come back. That's all I want to say about that. But I'm not done with the Amazing Spider-Man. No. I want Scarlet Spider back. So, uh, so I guess that's it, right? No, 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 no. Um, so they're already talking about us. <laughs> you're like on the edge of your seat. Like <laughs> I gotta to go to the bathroom. I am um, not Jack Bauer. So, and then let's see. Uh, so they're they're already talking about a sequel to Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, they have really? a date for it. Too. They have a date, May second, two thousand fourteen. I can't even think that far ahead. So they're like, that's how much confidence we have in the movie. Blah blah blah. Oh, good for them. And I hope yeah. that there's those. First person scenes in 3D, because I'm gonna love that. I did see that trailer in 3D in mm-hmm. Captain America. I was forced to see Captain America in 3D because there weren't enough 2D <laughs> showings and I didn't want to have to wait another hour. Ah, oh, pissed me off. Was it okay in 3D? Yeah, you it was still fine liked in 3D, it. Yeah. 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 Did you get scared? Someone in our office who, who there shall, was one there was one shot, there was one shot that did give me the like like a jump scene and it was don't don't spoil it okay. for for okay. the person in here who hasn't seen okay. it yet. But it was just a 3D effect. It was just like maybe a, a big sound effect. And, oh. And I was like, oh. Okay. I don't know if they're talking about the same thing. Well, it was, it was a... Sh- it was no, 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 no. no. It, was, it was just yeah. like a special effect. Yeah. So that's a podcast. So thanks for listening. You can listen to us next Friday, too. Will Corey be here? Uh, yeah. Possibly. I so. Yeah. so um, listen to us next week. Same time, oh, sort that's, of. That's why this podcast and, got a little empty uh, today. Yeah. I forgot Corey wasn't here. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There was, there was no laugh. I'm kidding. So, no, here's the thing. Is Corey actually going to be listening to this podcast before next week? Probably not. 
Oh, we shouldn't say anything, and then we should tease it. Well, hopefully no one will put a comment. Hey, Corey, they're talking about you. Corey, the magic word is... Bazinga. See you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bazinga. 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 Bazinga.